uh, I had thought of a really cool intro, but now I can't remember what it is. Dude, write it down. Yeah, yeah. Episode 41. Here we go. You laugh near them. I talk at them near the mic. You know, I don't think it quite works the same way here. Okay. But it sounds good. Yeah, well, I'm Scott. And I'm Scott Duarte on this end, Chanel on that. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 41. Yep. Um, No good title as of yet. Maybe I'll think of one before the end of the show. To Sir With Love. To Sir With Love. There you go. Oh. That sounds... Never mind. And that was, well, that was a great movie. I love that movie. movie. You don't even know what movie I'm talking about. Sidney Poitier is the teacher, the the original kind of dangerous minds. Oh. Uh, Well, I have to dig it up. Bad students, and they bring in a fresh teacher, and he turns it around, and they're all lovey dovey and great students by the end. And did you ever see the one with, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Actually, it was Edward James almost. The with the the math teacher in the yeah 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 uh, stand and deliver, which was based on a true story. Yep. Um, I don't know if to sir with love was, but um, it it's kind of it was the starting point for all those types of movies. So welcome to movie talk today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, education it themed. Education theme. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh news bumper. News bumper. Bump the news. That's mail. There's news. You know, just the other day, I was thinking that, uh, you know, we should really uh, push to make it much more a professional sounding sort of a thing. <laughs> so much for that idea. Uh, That's good not us. For everybody out there, um, the uh, the big news that probably you've noticed already is that the site now works again for Internet Explorer. I have found the deviant and quashed it. <laughs> Spanked it. <clears throat> Yeah, well, that was frustrating. What, and the, what was the it? People, the people at the Drupal site, because you know, I went to the Drupal site for help, and people at the Drupal site said, you're you're so stupid, I can't even believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, to avoid too much geek talk, basically I forgot a closing tag for one of the things in the link button. Uh-huh. And so... And that's it, enough to screw up the whole... For, for Explorer, for because Explorer. Explorer is like, I need to be told everything. If I'm not told everything, I ain't going to do it. It's a little like me, actually. <laughs> um, however, uh, the, yeah, so so at any rate. The, it's uh, up and without, running for, for all of you still running Explorer. Yay, so please come back. Um, uh, I don't think I'm going to, uh, maybe I'll put up a. Anyway, what? welcome welcome back, Internet Explorer. I was going to do like a second announcement like we did oh, for that for, one, for but... people who go straight off of iTunes or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, it'd probably be a good idea. Well, they'll hear this. 
Yeah, that's true. I think that's good enough. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So anyway, we don't need to do any special announcements. But more news. Okay. Um, we live in um, right, almost right at the Japan. edge of yes, <laughs> between uh, Kyoto and Osaka, right? Harakata. Right. Yes. And uh, just up the road is a small city in Japan called Iwata. Iwata. Who's mama? Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, how, have you ever heard of this one inventor guy named Edison? Yes. With the light bulbs? I, I think so. Okay, cool. He also did like phonographs and stuff. He did yeah. lots of cool stuff. You should really check him out. Um, anyway, that was where when he was doing the light bulb stuff, he got when he was trying all the stuff that didn't work, he mm -hmm. got a piece of bamboo from their bamboo forest. And there's, if you go into the town, there's all this Edison stuff all the way around. Everything's named Edison. Anyway, um, one of the junior high schools there uh, started a new program. And the program was to bring Nintendo DS <clears throat> into the classroom. Now, Nintendo is also headquartered in the area, actually just up the road in the southern, southern part of Kyoto, which is not that far from Iwata and has totally no bearing on this story. <laughs> Um, but uh, the um, uh, the students used a program called uh, Eiken Chugaku, Chugaku, yeah, uh, which is the English test for middle schoolers. Okay. And so basically, it's a vocabulary training program, and they use the DS at the beginning of the class for ten minutes per per English class. So, the so first... they've hacked into the DS? No, or... no, it's a piece of software that you get. It's one of the cartridges or whatever. So they're producing this for it. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company, probably because they haven't given me any money. Um, but if they gave me money, I'd certainly remember it. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's a there's a game dealer okay. that specializes in educational software, and they produce this. It's a regular off-the-shelf oh, wow. thing. Yeah. And so the students have been using this the DS for 10 minutes at the beginning of class. Basically, I haven't seen the software, so I don't know what it looks like. It may just be basically flashcards and writing, mm -hmm. you know, because the DS has the stylus and you can write on the right, lower screen. Right. So I think they're spelling out the words. Um, and the cool thing about the DS is it, got, it has headphones, and so you could do listen to the word and then try to write it. Um, right. But I don't know how this software is set up. That may be the case. It may not be. Okay. But the cool thing is the, those kids went and uh, took um, – in Japan, they have the Aiken test, which mm -hmm. is the English proficiency test, basically. Okay. And uh, the kids in that school, in those classes, scored level three, which is much closer to you know second or third year in high school. So you're saying they got high scores? Yes, they're they're. Ah, that's good. I didn't see that coming. Um, they they got such high scores. Actually, they if you looked at the improvement in performance, one class, the lower of the two classes, had an increase of thirty uh, percent. Wow. Thirty-two actually, thirty-one or thirty-two, and the other class had an increase of forty-two percent. And so, um, it, I was. I think maybe, because you know, I'm doing the teaching support stuff here, uh -huh. trying to get teachers to do new things. Right. <laughs> I think I was the only one that was excited about it, <laughs> um, which made me want to cry. But, um, yeah, it was the fact that they, they how they got the DSs into the classroom, how they convinced that 
group to let them have a game machine in the classroom right is beyond me I, you know it's uh, as soon as i saw it i'm like oh, well of course i'm like well why didn't i think of that and then i thought about that for a second i'm like well you might have thought of it but you would have immediately thrown it out as being impractical they just would not right right listen to it so i don't know how i want to try to find out what teacher convinced the board of education to try it yeah but um, I mean, I think I think that study, I think it's probably bogus anyway, because I've inst I've I brought in PlayStation Two into my classroom, and you know their TOEFL scores haven't gone up whatsoever. You got to put them on the uh, English learning thing, not just like Halo. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that would be the problem then. <laughs> what what software did you have them using <laughs> on the PlayStation Two? Bleach. <laughs> that 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 joke is set sail. That I that's all I had for now. <laughs> oh man, sometimes it's just not even getting up worth getting up across the room. <laughs> I know, I know. But no, that 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 is um, and it goes into what we're going to be talking today. Yeah. Of using uh technology and using things in new and creative ways to um bring up high uh, uh to raise educational standards yep and to try to get the most out of the students the exactly best out of them. um before we actually delve into main topic do you have anybody no no news okay good uh, <laughs> see we've been working together that long <laughs> uh let me shoot out the emails you can catch me at scott at education.org and you can catch me at Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, at edgy, that's with a G. Uh, isn't it always with a G? No. Ed, not education, education.org. E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N yes. dot O-R-G. Exactly. Yay. All right, Woo. so now that we got those out of the way, please send us an email if you hear something that you like or you hear something that you don't like or you just hear something. If you've used uh, video games in the classroom, oh, we definitely want to hear about it. What what have you done, or any any sort of new uh, stuff that would be looked at as what's that doing in a classroom? Sort yeah. Of whereas, um, if old people don't like it and you've tried it, let me know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also, speaking of high technology stuff, you can catch our website at uh, education.org. E d g y c a t i o n. Dot org, so you might need to rewind that a couple of times. <laughs> or you could look at the thing scrolling across your iPod, because it says there, too. Uh, yeah. If you have an iPod. If you don't have an iPod, I don't know where it's going to scroll. <laughs> focus, focus, focus. <laughs> That's usually my line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, uh, come to the site, sign up, check out the forums, even if you use Internet Explorer. It works. Which you shouldn't, but it works now. <laughs> um, and uh, you can either post ideas or information or whatever at the forums or uh, you can comment per show by adding a comment to my blog uh, which usually has the um, information for whatever show I just put up All right. or on the video stuff that we have up there are two videos currently up one is called A Hero in the Hallway it's a really cool video about bullying in the school All Right. shot in a really cool digital film, format film noir black and white no smoking though <laughs> and nobody dies so i guess it's not really film set to film uh simple life simple mind simple, simple plan simple plans welcome to my life yes yeah cool video um about bullying 
<clears throat> if you have any responses to it, please post them at the forum. Yes. The other video, there has already been one response to, and I responded to that, so there are two comments there. Really? Yep. And uh, it is... I guess I should have read it. Probably not a bad idea. Is What is it? You take you it. You don't remember? <laughs> you take it. It's um, Sir Ken Robinson's uh, talk that he gave at TED, which stands for... Technology, Entertainment, and Design. Uh, given yearly in yep. a yearly conference um, in, in Monterey, California, that is basically um, leaders in various fields get together to talk about creativity. Uh, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Take it. Um, it's, uh, TED is, is kind of a cutting edge sort of a conference. I mean, it's hard to nail down what it is, anything past that. Okay. Um, so I, I signed up for the TED Talks through iTunes, and uh, they have people like uh, a bunch of people that I'd never heard of before, but I watched the Jane Goodall, the ape lady. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a thing. Um, on, she died. No, she's still around. I thought she was dead too, but it could have been an older one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but a guy named, I think it was Peter Sogmeister. I can't remember. But he's a, if you know design, that guy is huge. Okay. And uh, the dudes who, dudes, dude, <laughs> the guys who uh, put together Google, um, Bryn and uh, the other guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and anyway, all these really famous Gore gave a speech. Right. Clinton accepted the award for the thing. Um so the you know there's some names and uh some really interesting things that they talk about and it goes all the way from from design of houses to this talk on education. There's a couple of education speakers in there. To to ecology, that's what yeah. Gore talked about yeah. and ecology and uh uh biomimicry you know, using the ideas from nature to design better products mm -hmm. um, or to solve design problems and uh, you name it. Right. Um, they have it. a dude talking about different ways to, to show data instead of just a standard like bar graph and stuff uh -huh. like that. It was really cool. So the one going back is uh, one of the talks on education given by oh, Sir, Ken Robinson. Sir Ken Robinson. I believe so. Uh, who... Used to be a university professor and now is stand-up comedian slash yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Not quite to the degree of the stand-up economist, but he was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, my child was four in England. Well, actually, it was four everywhere. But anyway, uh, so watch it. It's funny. Um, but so you watched it, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So what what do you what did you take away from it? What were the things that that stuck out? Um, his his main point. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, that in today's world and uh, cutting-edge world where technology is uh, changing every day and so quickly that uh, we're focusing on, on teaching things like literacy, which is very important. But his contention is that as important as literacy or math skills or something like that is creativity. Mm -hmm. And that if we don't teach it to the children, we're robbing them of the knowledge that they're going to need to accomplish new and um, innovative things in uh, tomorrow's future. Right. Um, and I think actually, I think you could even look at it in a slightly less progressive way in that 
you know, to what one of the things that I had pulled out of it is not necessarily teach creativity, but allow creativity. Don't squash it. Right. As opposed, you know, because teaching creativity can be hard, although you, you, it's just a matter of practice, like a muscle. You know, you just got to use it and get students to use it. But the way we are in the classroom is, all right, everybody sit in these rows and uh, sit down there and don't talk unless you raise your hand and or if I point to you and don't talk to your neighbor because your neighbor doesn't have the answers. I do. Listen to me. And it goes back to my guide on the side speech from several shows back it does because it's it talks uh, you know i think that it goes back to the idea of using uh peer work right not necessarily pair work but peer work where two people are going together to solve some problem that the teachers have have given right Mm -hmm. did i say some people whatever (laughs) um I was going somewhere with that and lost it. I'm sorry. So the teacher, the teacher is not so much the focus of the classroom in my in my previous rant. Uh-huh. And um, it's the focus on the students between the students. And so what he's talking about is along those lines. I mean, it's it's a creativity based right. thing. So thanks for coming oh, wait, to the that, <laughs> that was an end. I, I was, I was yeah. no, okay. I was done. Well, and and he also makes good points that in in most classrooms, it's a a lot of the teacher. Well, I won't even say most because I I think it is changing. Um, But a lot of the teachers are, okay, your answer. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong answer. Uh, There can only be one possible way. I love that movie. To do it. There can be only one. Oh, sorry. Wrong. (laughs) And then the teacher cuts off the student's head. Yes. I want to go to that. I want to teach that class. Okay, no Highlander <laughs> references. <laughs> but um, that there is more than one way, and that by teaching students that no, there is one way, and that answer is wrong, and you have to think this other way, you're you're stifling creativity in in that regard. Absolutely, absolutely. And just the whole talk was wonderful. Uh, some of his jokes didn't hit, but for the most part, it's it's a very it's about 20 minutes long, yep. um, like you you wrote on the website, and it's just it's very easy um, to understand. It's easy to listen to. He's very engaging. Um, <clears throat> it, it's very much a conversation, not a lecture. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting though. You you'd said okay. Now you said something is changing with teaching. Can you give me more? Well, I, I think... Um, How is it changing and from what to what? I, I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, in, in, the, <laughs> in the teacher education programs mm-hmm. and um, the younger generation of teachers, along with, and I think it's changing also with, with the older generation, they're, they're evolving and it is a more touchy feely uh, classroom, but I think that's a good way. And it, it's more thinking, okay, there, there's not just one way. There's many ways to get to this, get to the solution. Okay. Okay. And um, fostering children's perceptions that way, and uh, not shooting them down, and things to that extent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I I just wanted you to clarify it because I know <clears throat> I know my experience. Walking into a classroom, um, I, uh, 
occasionally I'll see it, but not even enough to say, you know, to be able to give a percentage of, okay, this number of teachers is using that. And I think you're right. I think it's what's happening is it's being taught in <laughs> partially what's happening is it's being taught in uh, the teacher training programs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, those teachers get out into the school kind of, you know, starry eyed and I'm going to change the world. All right. And, and then they get into the classroom and the students beat them. <laughs> um, I mean, to a certain degree, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to move away for a little bit from the old things, but I don't think there's very, one, very many of them. And two, um, the older teachers don't like it. It, it depends on the older teachers. And I'm thinking, um, well, and it depends on the school system. And stuff right, like that right, too, right, right. But you you have this hope because they are coming out starry-eyed and and naive and wonderfully, uh, blissfully ignorant. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and going into the the schools with these grand notions, and if they're lucky, they are put into the mentor programs. And if they're even luckier, and the students are luckier, the mentors are. I mean, open to stuff like yeah, they're that. open to stuff. And so they are the older generation teachers, but they're willing to learn as much as they are to teach the newer, the younger teachers. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you have hope in that way. I know that one of the other, um, you know, arguments against the whole, the touchy feely thing generally comes from uh, I don't know, math teachers and stuff like that, where they say there is only one way to solve a problem. And, you know, our response to that type of thing, you know, there's only one way to work this math problem. And for basic stuff, yeah, okay, there's only one way to work this math problem, but there, there may be only one way to solve it, but there's, there are many more ways to show it. Right. You know, so you can talk about, you're talking about your addition tables. So, you know, you can write down four plus three and then the line and leave a blank space at the bottom, or you can drop three oranges and four apples and ask how many fruit mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and all sorts of other stuff, you know, you can use the same worksheet all the way up through basically seventh or eighth grade. So how, what's the fraction of apples to oranges and stuff like that. And so it's not necessarily about a different or a new way to solve a math problem per se, all right. for example, but it's a different way to present a math problem that, so, you know, it's like, when you were when you were in school, how much did you love the story problems? I hated them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's. <clears throat> I it's, still do. Yeah, uh, and and a lot of people do it, and I, and the reason I asked is because I was pretty sure I knew what answer I was going to get. <laughs> because I, you know, I hated the story problems too, but <clears throat> if the story problems can be put out in a clearer, concise way, or a different, you know, take looking at the same problem from a different point of view. Right. Or use ducks instead of trains. Man, the whole train's <laughs> leaving. Sorry, I got off track. That's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking about. Um, but, uh, you know, being able to put that stuff out in a different way. Right. So that the students can visualize it a little uh -huh. better, I think, is is a little bit. And so that's that's the teacher being creative. Right. And, you know, one of the examples that he had given was the what the, the, the girl. The ballerina? Yeah, that's the one. Remember uh -huh. any of it? Um, well, that in class, she was she was just kind of failing. She wasn't doing her homework. She was disruptive to the others. She couldn't concentrate. And this was in the 1930s. And he was saying today that child would be diagnosed as ADHD. ADHD. And uh, 
probably be uh, put up on Ridlin. Yeah. And uh, her teacher said this child has all these problems and sent uh, the child and the child's mother to a specialist. And the specialist asked all these questions and then said, okay, um, li little girl, let's say, Kathy, I don't remember. I don't remember the name. Uh, you stay here. I need to go talk to your mom outside. And as he was walking outside, he turned on the radio. And uh, he left his office uh, with the mother and just kind of like hit around the door. And I'm guessing the door had a window or something in it. And he said, okay, to the mother, just watch. And like as 10 seconds, yeah, door, 10 yeah. seconds later, the girl's up and she's dancing around. And uh, the, the specialist turned to uh, her mother and said, the only problem is she's a dancer. Yeah. yeah Put her in dance school. Child. Yeah. yeah. There's, she's, she's a dancer, you know. And... Put her in dance school. And the mother actually listened and put the girl Which in dance also school. Which is rare. <laughs> put the girl in dance school. And um, she went on to be a top choreography. She uh, choreographed a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, yeah, musicals, she Cats, responsible for Cats and, and... Uh, Phantom yeah. of the Opera. Yeah. And is a multimillionaire. Yeah. Because she had a good specialist kinda and a wish, mother who supported her. I kind of wish my mom would have put me in dance school. <laughs> I could use a couple million bucks. So um, there's different ways. There, there's different things that need to be used in the classroom. And that's what I'm saying. He was saying creativity needs to be taught right. or allowed. Allowed, yeah. And so that um, art classes are always at the bottom. And... So many schools are losing their art programs now. Absolutely. Whereas the football team still gets their new jerseys and right. everything. Well, you know, and this, the football teams bring in the money. That's true. You know, the, That's true. Kind of, to to a certain degree. I mean, football teams do pay for themselves, and in collegiate football, uh, like uh, I went to Michigan State, and Michigan State's uh, football program pays for most of the sports programs. Uh, Same with UT. Thing. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, I I have mixed feelings about. About you know, I don't want people to blame football instead of, uh, I don't want people to blame sports for the loss of art, because it's not necessarily a one for one. True, true, true. Um, but the loss of the art programs and the music programs is definitely a problem. Right. And um, and they're not you know we got to remember as a culture, as a world culture, can you know, basically that art and music are important. Right. Now, I don't actually care much for art, which, so it's really astonishing to hear me, me say Yeah, you like were that. in the band, and, and yeah. music was a big part of yours. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's not always one child goes both directions. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not even going down that path. <laughs> um, no, but, but, yeah, I mean, but even... I mean, most of if I go to a modern art museum, right, uh, and even an old art museum, I'm like, oh, nice picture, that's pretty. Uh huh. What's next? Right. <laughs> I just paintings and and f to a large degree, paintings and sculpture just. For you, <sighs> for you, you don't yeah, get it, but me, it and... it is a good outlet for a lot of students. Now, as a teacher, I will take my students and I will say, all right, look at this painting very closely, and I'll make them do stuff that I won't do. Mm -hmm. You know, look at it deeply and, and you know, all right, now write a pic, write a story about this this picture or what do you think the artist was thinking when they did this or that? Right, or but that's that's still kind of going. Um, good old Ken talked about that we're mostly training the students 
from the waist up and then yeah, and then from the head up and so it's all about the brain whereas um, he would probably say having them study the art and all that that's great mm -hmm. but then have them produce some yeah, if they yeah. want to sure. and and have this freedom because basically we're be being told that oh you can't make money as an artist you can't make money as a musician and so you drop those aspirations um, by the time you get to university because a lot of people still High school well yeah but a lot of people still take art or they play guitar at home mm -hmm. and things like that mm -hmm. now uh, I don't I don't think I prepped you on this before um, I'm reading a book now by a guy named Daniel Pink Funny, I'm sorry. Funny name. He was here <laughs> on campus actually not that long ago. The book is called A Whole New Mind. A Whole kind of, New Mind. Saw that one coming. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of about using, uh, uh, I had it straight in my head, left brain thinking in the class. Well, okay. not in the classroom, left brain thinking in today's world. So he, what he's, his premise is that these analytical jobs, that, like a lawyer, right accountant, and stuff like that, Right brain thinking. Those are right brain thinking. Oh, analytical. No, because left-handed people are more creative, so that's right brain. That's what I said. You said left brain. Okay, anyway, the analytical... The, the creative side of the brain. Is the right side. Yes, I think so. Yes, I, I, yes, that's okay. correct. Okay. okay. Now that we're on the same page. <laughs> see, you didn't prep me. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> anyway, oh wow, 30 minutes. Um, okay, so... To bring a, a long story short, the book is mostly about business, and so he talks about business, but there's a component of education in it. And what's going to be happening in business is these very analytical jobs, you know, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, whatever, not the last one, but... Um, <clears throat> Native American chiefs. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I grew up in the 70s. Right? <laughs> um, these analytical jobs like lawyers and stuff like that are going to be dwindling. Mm -hmm. in the next in over the next I bunch of so. years and and actually the, the analytical skills that you get from school sitting in a row and and in a column in a row and the, dealing with a cubicle those skills are important but more important are the creative skills and so we really need to be addressing that because that at this point can't be uh taken over by a computer right Computers can do the analytical stuff, and they do it better than us because they can sort stuff much easier, much faster. But it's the creative aspect of it. Like um, one of the examples was Japanese cell phones, right? Mm -hmm. um, the the cell phone business itself is worth X number of dollars or X number of yen dollars, whatever. Okay. And the accessories to it uh -huh. is worth twice what the phone market is. Really? Because it's the little cutesy things that everybody buys. That you can personalize and individualize. Right. right. And so it's the people who are developing these creative things that people can put on their phone to make themselves feel more creative. That is really making the big money, mm -hmm. not necessarily the phone itself. Okay. And so um, things like that are informing education and need to inform education, which brings us back to Sir Ken. And you need to be fostering. I was thinking the same word. Yeah, there's another one that I had in my mind. Anyway, but we'll say fostering. Um, the creative uh, potential of your students to make sure that you're gonna that they're still getting, you know, both sides of their brain are working. Right. And all parts of their body. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, physical. Yeah, yes, I got you. physical. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I am slow. It is Friday. It is rainy and mm, fog. I was lucky looking out, outside. Looking out the window, thinking about all the bugs that condense water from fog. See, I've been watching way too many of the stupid TED talks. <laughs> Because I can't believe that was the first thing through my head is there are bugs that can take drinking water out of the fog and make it so that you can be drunk. And there's some bug that... Oh, but anyway, um, if you have to listen to a TED Talk, listen to Sir Ken Robinson's, yeah, not with, the bug talk. Yeah, start with Sir Ken Robinson. Actually, another one, um, there's a book called The Tipping Point by <clears throat> a guy named Malcolm Gladwell. And he talks about education and, uh, well, it's stickiness, but I'm not going to go into what that is. But he has a talk on that as well. Um, some very interesting Would that things. be more for K through 6? Uh, actually, his talk is uh, talking about uh, spaghetti sauce. And so y- y- it makes sense. You uh-huh. just got to watch it. Okay. And so I can't, I'm not going to explain it because it will take you 20 minutes for me to, to explain it, and you can watch the thing in 20 minutes right. and know what he's talking about. So, All right. Whoa. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. <sighs> oh, in the Daniel Pink book. In the Daniel yes. Pink book. Pink book. Pink book. A pink whole book. new That's mind. Fun. That's fun to say. Pink book. Um, I was reading it last night. I have a writing class this morning, right? Uh-huh. And the, the writing class is a short-form writing. Basically, nothing we're going to do is over... 400 words, 500 words. Okay. Um, so I've been giving students exercises like character sketch, um, where they have to show somebody's so show a character's character eh, mm-hmm. um, by you know in <clears throat> a very short period of time. So he came across this thing, and I don't remember where he got it, but it's called a mini saga. Okay. M I N I S A G A, and I did a search for it in the British Council has a website on it and it's really cool um it's a story with a beginning a middle and an end it's got to be a complete story okay but it has 50 words wow yeah and not 49 words not 51 words exactly 50 words and so not including title okay but um and then i was reading through a bunch of these i'm like that that's cool and I was, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, ah, am I going to have my students do that or not? Nah. When I went to bed, I was like, nah. I woke up this morning. I'm like, mini saga. Totally. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. Because, you know, the whole idea is, is of the class is to, all right, you tend, students tend to babble on. Right. And, and keep writing until they Unlike get. Unlike us. Yeah. Until they get what the point is. And so, you know, having to focus, having them focus on it and really be creative it tied in mm-hmm. about their word choices and making sure that the story does have a beginning, a middle, and end. Um, it's really cool. Check it out. Um, I'm not going to give you any websites because they're all like eight miles long because <laughs> it's never anything on the front of a just, website. Just Google Mini Saga. Yeah. And uh, the Learning Council is actually the first one, but the first whole page is all uh, a couple, like three or four instructions on how to do it. And then uh, the rest are all examples. Sweet. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. All right, so... We have been talking for a long time. Yes, we have. Um, today's topic wasn't specifically ESL, but it, it is an important part in education, and it can definitely tie into uh, teaching English as a second language. Yes, well, and, and any sort of 
any sort of education. Well, of I course, mean, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's edgy TESOL, but at the same time, you know, if stuff works in regular, for regular classes in that, uh, uh, you want to, we don't want to exclude anything. Right. Because it's sometimes it's weird stuff that can transfer over to... We got love know. for all subjects. Right. Got love. Drop something for my home. <laughs> Um, so that it for us? That's it for me, man. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. All right. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Take it easy. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Yes, we will see it. Oh, good timing. End of the, end of the background music. Well, okay. it's not the end anymore. No, but it's the end of the background <laughs> music. The end theme hasn't started yet. It will start in three, two, one. Cue music. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Uh,